uh, as we move from Saturday to Sunday. Uh, the NFL slate is the NFL slate, much different than college. Every team is in action every week for the first five or six weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, bye weeks are, are what they are. They do a great job of staggering them, I do think. So uh, we always get some meaningful games. There are some great games on the schedule, at least on paper, as we look at the slate now. I mentioned we're recording this on a Friday night, so if you're listening uh, into the weekend and the lines look a bit off, just keep that in mind as you look over the board. Um, but I'm going to start off with a big divisional matchup, uh, really for one of two in this division this week. The AFC North has a couple of very, very important games going off in week two, which is kind of weird because you think of the college model where you wait a little bit to play your meaningful games, but the NFL gets straight into it, which I love. Uh, so the first of these is at one o'clock. It is the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals off an embarrassing opening loss to the Browns are a three-point home favorite. Do you think Joe Burrow and the Bengals bounce back, Bailey? I sure do hope so because I have Joe Burrow in a couple leagues. I got T. Higgins in a couple. Of, I mean, I, there was just it was a rainy game. T. Higgins cannot do worse. Yeah, T. Higgins. I don't, I don't think Joe Burrow. Us. Joe Burrow can't do worse either. He got like three points. It was something absurd, but yeah, I think I think that the it was just a weird game. Rain, you know, Burrow just got paid, so he's probably like rolling, rolling. He's rolling fine, but I think they'll they'll bounce back this weekend. First home game of the year. Burrow hasn't played good in the first week of the last couple of years, so I think that's kind of a hopefully it's not a trend, but uh, yeah, give me the Bengals over the Ravens. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take the home team here. Uh, Ravens dealing with their annual almost entry bug, which I commiserate with as a Chargers fan because we've got about four of our guys out already as well. But um, Mark Andrews, again, may not go in this one. Joe Burrow, that calf doesn't look completely healed necessarily. I saw some interesting all-22 footage of him not necessarily driving through the ball on throws, and that kind of threw him off. Uh, of course, you throw in the weather, a tough divisional opponent, and all these other different things, and that just a recipe. For them getting their ass kicked, honestly. Um, but they do return home. You mentioned slow starts out of the gate. I think they were 0-2 last year. They lost like weird game against the Steelers to open, I believe, memory serves. Uh, I think it was definitely in September whenever it did take place. But um, I'll take the Bengals at home, too. I think they're going to do enough on offense. I think T. Higgins will certainly improve upon his stat line. Uh, they're going to have to force the ball to him. Uh, Jamar Chase, obviously. Uh, that duo is just incredible. Uh, and I think that the Ravens are going to have to do really, really well to stop them. I know the Browns did a great job last week, but for this offense and honestly this team with where their ceiling is, for them to drop back-to-back division games to open the year would be devastating as far as their ceiling is concerned. So uh, I have faith in Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, et cetera, um, to bounce back and get it done outright at home. Go Bengals. And we Jacob will probably be on the Bengals. Yeah, he absolutely will. Um, next up, we have a playoff rematch. What might be the best game of the week on paper? Uh, it is the Kansas City Chiefs now with Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones in the starting lineup, heading down to Jacksonville to run back an exciting late season and playoff matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars not exactly setting the world on fire in week one and win against the Colts could have easily gotten back to a covered on if Anthony Richardson did not exit 
late with a knee. Thankfully, he's okay. Uh, Jaguars still won. ETN got in the end zone. Tank Bigsby looked every bit of a rookie in that game. Uh, I don't know if he was going down the Calvin Ridley route with some of his decision-making, but uh, he did not have a debut to remember, and he's going to have to be at the top of his game, at least as far as not giving the ball away, because the Chiefs, I think, with the addition of Kelsey and Jones, the best players on each side of the ball for them, um, outside of Mahomes, obviously. I think that while I don't know that they're going to be 100% back, their presence alone is going to be a huge boost for this team, obviously coming off a title, uh, which is something that both of those players played a massive role in. So uh, the spread, I think, is interesting. That hook is very enticing. I'd be inclined to lean Jacksonville. I uh, probably won't touch the spreads because I do think that, um, you know, as we've seen historically, I, I think if Jacksonville covers, they will win the game outright. Um, if you haven't seen that over social media, the last 30 years of NFL games, either the favorite wins and covers or the dog wins outright, which, of course, means they covered in 86% of the games. So only really 14% of the time you see the number come into play in the NFL, which is just an insane thing. To think about, and you look at last week, the only data point we have so far, and the spread came into play in exactly two of the 16 games in week one. So uh, if you're looking for a dog upset, uh, I think the Jaguars are a good option. Um, I think they get it done. I'll take them. I'm a Chargers fan. I'm biased. We'll call whatever you want. Uh, the Chiefs torture me. I will never pick the Chargers to beat the Chiefs, but I will absolutely take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that great core of skilled players now with the addition of Ridley, who looked incredible in week one. Uh, and I will take the Jaguars to, I wouldn't say shock the world. They've earned the right to just be competitive in this game. That not really be too surprising. But, uh, yeah, give me sunshine and the Jaguars to win the game. I've been – this one's been back and forth in my head. Um, you know, with it being a home game for Jacksonville, I think that helps them a lot. Gosh, I still right now I don't know exactly who I want, but I th- – Questioning everything, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think the Jaguars are good. They're on, like they they could be there. They could you know slip. They could they could win this game easily, and I would not be upset about it. But I think I'm just I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I I mean I just don't love picking this game because my mind is all over the place. So give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't hate that. I mean it's it's definitely one of the bolder picks I'll have at least straight up. I don't I won't get too crazy with the bets either. Um, I'd be very interested to see where Jacob leans on this game. This is one where you'd like to think, you know, he tails the boys uh, from Clemson, but you never know with him. Uh, We'll find out soon, and we'll have that tweeted for you. But um, third game, it's not necessarily a barn burner on paper. I considered Seahawks-Lions here, but uh, I went Packers-Falcons. I think a lot of things we saw week one, uh, you know, two 1-0 teams. We won't mention how that took place. both winning divisional matchups to start their year. Uh, two teams featuring quarterbacks, they hope and pray are the answer. I think Jordan Love looked much more closer to a franchise quarterback in week one. Um, but what do you have for this one and maybe a biased pick against the Atlanta Falcons? It was 100% a biased pick against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but also, I think, I mean, I think the Packers are a little better. Uh, I didn't see a lot out of the Falcons that I loved. I mean, the receivers were next to nothing i mean if they're able to run the ball they can beat the packers easily but uh other than that and i think their defense is not good and i mean bryce young rookie quarterback first game had some mistakes but i think caleb love is a little better he's been in the in the league a little bit longer hasn't played much but been in a system been practicing against 
NFL defenses. So he kind of gets a good feel for that. So I'm taking the Packers in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I had the Packers outright against the Bears week one. Didn't really sweat that one too much. Uh, stayed away. Actually, I teased Carolina up. So thanks for that last week. Didn't quite get that backdoor cover. But, you know, that's what I get for going with the rookie quarterback in his debut. Um, I think the Packers won this game outright. I think Bijan Robinson is going to have an outstanding career, but I don't think he's at the level yet where he can drag his team to victory. I think he played well in week one, but it wasn't obviously a Derrick Henry type effort where it was him versus the world. I think that, you know, even as Atlanta had guys down the field jumping up and down with the hands in the air uh, and Ritter couldn't get it to him, I think this Packers defense, especially Jair Alexander at the back, could cause problems for him as well. Uh, so I think the Packers continue. They roll on to 2-0, and uh, picking up a big row to win. And, um, yeah, we're in use in there on the Cheeseheads. Next up, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, we're going to see two of them. Thankfully, Anthony Richardson is off the injury report, but C.J. Stroud has entered Houston's, unfortunately, with a right shoulder, his throwing shoulder injury. Um, bit murky as far as what he's going to look like health-wise. It is Friday night as we sit and do this. But as it stands now, we will see the number two pick face off against number four pick in Houston. Uh, the Texans, a one-point home favorite. Who do you like in this one? Um. Right now, knowing that Stroud is on the injury report as questionable, in in my head, like I don't feel like I would trust a rookie coming right off the injury, an injury like that, especially this early in his career, to be 100% going at this time. So I'm going with the Colts. Um, I mean, both quarterbacks, they played all right for their first games, but I think the Colts have a little bit better defense and a little bit more weapons than the Texans. So I'm going with the Colts in this game. Uh, I'm with you here as well. I'll take the Colts. I think I saw more out of them uh, in the opener. Texans, are just uninspiring effort against, frankly, I mean, a, a team that could challenge in the AFC is a semi-dark horse in Baltimore. 24-9 was that final, I believe. Uh, but, you know, as I've said a couple times throughout my you know, public editions and predictions, this Texans team is just not going to be there yet. I thought they did well to get, in my opinion, the best player on both sides of the ball in the draft this spring, but obviously just six months later, they're not going to be carrying this team to victories just yet, uh, even at home. I definitely don't love the fact that Stroud's a little bit nicked up even this early in the year, uh, even if something as minor as a shoulder strain. Uh, you don't love that on the throwing arm. The Texans do have skill talent, I think. Um, you know, the Colts have Michael Pittman, who I think will be the best skill player on the field. Uh, Zach Moss back the Colts as well, recovering from a broken arm. So he'll be back. Deion Jackson, not the most efficient performance in week one. Um, and they get Evan Hull in the backfield as well, the rookie, I believe. Uh, so that's could be a bit of a three-man backfield. And, you know, whoever warms up the fastest will probably get the lion's share of the touches Sunday. But uh, I think the Colts can run the ball effectively, limit the amount of pressure on Richardson has, you know, not making him win the game, essentially. Uh, they can lean on that defense led by a healthy Darius Leonard, which is always awesome to see. Uh, and I think they could get a road win and essentially a coin flip matchup. So I'll take the Colts as well. I like uh, that. The fifth, the fifth and final game we've got is the Sunday night game. These typically are good matchups, so it's going to be a frequent uh, mention on these, uh, but we do have the Dolphins off of a week one game that happened and uh, the Patriots off a loss, but 
kind of near win against the uh, defending Super Bowl runner-up in the Eagles. Um, the Patriots are a current field goal home dog. Do you think the Patriots can pull the upset this week? No. <laughs> Plain and simple. Um, seeing Tua healthy and seeing what that offense can do, I know it's to the detriment of your Chargers, but it's a good offense. Uh, their defense could pick it up a little bit. Looking at you, Christian Wilkins. Um, but I got the got the Dolphins in this one. Yeah, uh, even as Roger Goodell spreads the message that if you can beat corners, you can beat your kids. Uh, I think that uh, the Dolphins can. <laughs> right for it. I think that uh, the Dolphins can do enough to get this done. This screams trap line, to be honest. But I heard that all last week, and. Uh, the Eagles did ultimately come away with the victory. That was a bit of a trendy pick as uh, the Eagles did go to Foxborough as the Dolphins will on Sunday night. But as we saw, that Belichick mystique and magic maybe isn't quite there. I don't know if he's filmed enough practice in the offseason to uh, propel them past true contenders in the AFC, especially within the division. Uh, healthy Tua is great to see, like you alluded to. Uh, it's going to be good to see this Miami team reach the highest heights they can that's going to require him healthy uh, even with Mike White as the contingency plan behind him uh, I do think this Dolphins team led by a receiver I will not name but if you look up Dolphins charges you will probably find um, as well as Jalen Waddell uh, the running back situation is a bit fluid we may see Jonathan Taylor on this team who knows um, but um, I do think the Dolphins get this done at least outright. I probably won't touch the spread just because I just still have this fear of Bill Belichick at home, although we did, like I said, see this play out last week. And, of course, uh, they did not cover or obviously pull the upset. Uh, But at the risk of looking foolish Monday morning, I will also take the Dolphins outright. So we're pretty much the same on four of them. Uh, You're riding with the Jags, which I don't hate, and – it's still the Chiefs, so you never know what that – that one's going to be a fun one to watch. It's definitely going to be bookmarked. Oh, absolutely. Um, so moving into the three-pack of bets for Sunday, I'm going to start with the game taking place on Monday. I like it so much I kind of bent our rule about having these games on here. But give me the Steelers plus two and a half at home. I think the fact that the Browns are favored – against Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. I don't care who's hurt. I believe Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson will not be in action for both this game and several in the future. Uh, but I think the Steelers team, I, I was watching Deshaun Watson skip passes in the rain last Sunday. I know they won the game. Uh, Nick Chubb, that rushing attack, can do a lot to help take pressure off of Deshaun and you know limit turnovers, things like that. But the Steelers defense, uh, as well as the offense, is going to have plenty of pride and they're going to want to improve on the absolute shellacking they took at the hands of the Niners, one of the better teams in football, and in my opinion, the best defense. And it showed Kenny Pickett struggled mightily, uh, but I think he rebounds. I think Pickens, Allen Robinson, uh, Najee, and Jalen Warren in the backfield, I think they're going to have to show up in order to avoid an 0-2 start. And Tomlin has never had a losing record in Pittsburgh. He cut it real close last year, but uh, this is a – big rebound spot for them I will probably honestly take them outright just because of the spread uh, only factoring in about 14 percent of games as I mentioned a little bit ago but for the sake of the picks and making it a clean tweet I will happily take the two and a half points on Monday night with the Steelers 
I like that pick, especially being, well, their first home opener. Home opener did not go very as planned, but they were playing the 49ers, uh, probably one of the better teams in the league. So I do I do like that pick. Uh, the first one I got, I'm also going with a dog. Um, I picked them outright a little bit ago. I'm going with the Packers plus one and a half. A um, little bit because of, you know, it's the Falcons. I hate the Falcons. Uh, but Packers, I think, are the better team. They got uh, Caleb Love's a little bit more. Caleb Love. Is that his name? No, that's Jordan the, Love. Jordan Love. Caleb Love was the, the point guard at UNC. Um, but, yeah, Jordan Love, uh, going with him and the Packers, plus one and a half. I like that a lot. Uh, the one I mentioned pre-show that I was taking out, for the Steelers was the Packers. So the Packers will win outright and the Steelers will lose by 20 again. So mark that down. Um, okay. I will take another dog. Uh, that is the Indianapolis Colts. We mentioned you what we liked you. about them. So uh, karma is what we've always said it is. So I feel no remorse for that, including because you took four state from me. So if you listen to both shows, you'll know what that Fair. means. And I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, give me the Colts. Money line at the moment, minus 102. Over at DraftKings, that will fluctuate in a game this close, at least on the number. Um, but for all the reasons I mentioned earlier, I think this Colts team is going to maybe not contend for a playoff spot, but they can remain in that in-the-hunt graphic for a lot longer than I think people expect. Uh, the Texans certainly will not be doing that. So I think that these division games are going to be big for the Colts as they try to play spoiler Week in, week out, and this Texans team, I just don't think, is there yet. So even on the road, I will take the Colts plus one. Uh, you, well, you handicapped me there, but uh, you, you mentioned the word spoilers. Uh, I'm going to a game that had a team that played spoilers last year, um, and a team that played spoilers first week of the year, first week of the first game of the season. Um, Lions and Seahawks, going with the Lions minus four and a half. I think first couple of weeks of the season, Jared Goff is like 10 and one uh, covering spreads. So I like that stat. It sounds positive to me. And the Seahawks, they had to win like, or they lost like their last five games or something like that, or had to win their last five games or something like that to get into playoffs last year. So I, I think this is a regression year for them and for Geno Smith. So I'm going with the Lions minus four and a half. I like that. I think that the Lions are the better team. You know, obviously week one, you try to ignore a bit. And it's because it's a one-game sample size. But Seattle got whooped up on by the Rams. And I, don't think, I do not think that's a good Rams team whatsoever, uh, as referenced by them being a seven-and-a-half-point home dog to the Niners, a game that I will not touch just because points are at a premium in the NFL. And uh, – as we saw last week, this Rams team potentially could surprise a lot of people with their early season performance. So, um, you know, with that in mind, I do like betting against Seattle, given what we saw last week and all the weapons you mentioned on Detroit. Um, I am also going to take a favorite on a weird number. It is the New York Giants because they're minus four against the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't care who the hell the Arizona Cardinals play. They might not win a game this year. And it very well might be on purpose. So for both of those reasons, this Giants team, obviously, um, a game I was recapping as the clock struck no connection on our podcast earlier this week, um, they got beat 40 to nothing. And 
I think Dallas had like 250 yards offense and 40 points because Daniel Jones was lobbing touchdowns and putting the ball on the ground, uh, something I don't expect to continue against the Cardinals. Now, to Arizona's credit, they did stick around against Washington last week. Uh, they stripped the ball from Sam Howell, ran it back. They had some other opportunistic plays on defense. But that being said, the Commanders, I do not think, are on the same level as the Giants. And I think the Cardinals are on their own level as the worst team in the NFL. They need a quarterback, amongst other things. And with the crop coming in, all the guys you're going to see lighted up on Saturday, um, even if Caleb Williams or his father decides to pull an Eli Manning and refuse to play for the Cardinals, their goal is still 0-17. So uh, in that sense, I don't expect them to be overly competitive, even at home at any point this year. Um, and I may just be too high on the Giants, even after last week's embarrassment. But um, give me the Giants minus four. Yeah, that logic you got about the Cardinals being a bad team, uh, I love that. Um, the Giants can't ov- also can't play as worse as they possibly did last week. Dallas had a heck of a yes. defense, defensive show in a, another rainy game. A lot of rain this weekend in the NFL. But, uh, yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. I looked at it, thought about it. But my last pick I liked a little bit more. I have went against this team again last week, and it worked by the skin of my teeth. But I'm going against the Patriots again, and I'm going with the Dolphins minus three. I think that offense is just too powerful for that defense. And I think they'll get one or two stops, and we should be good to go. So give me the Dolphins minus three. I like that a lot. And uh, in the interest of gaining traction from freezing cold takes, I think a Giants-Dolphins line parlay is a hell of a selection to put in your bet slip and take a long look at. Uh, I think that's... Just two teams that are going to be vying for playoff spots against two teams that will not be. Um, so I think parlays are in general a terrible idea. It's why buildings in Las Vegas are worth billions and billions of dollars. But on a two-leg to take the juice out, or obviously you know, teams like the Chiefs, if you're on that side, I am not. Of course, I will not be taking the Chiefs, but that's another money line under minus 200 where you can get decent odds on a two-legger. Um, but just something to consider if you're worried about uh, points. But as I've said a couple of times now, you'd be surprised how few times those points do come back to bite you. But, of course, in a given Sunday, um, I don't, I'm going to be trying to track each week how many games this spread actually comes into play. Because the fact that it came to fruition in two of 16 games opening week, I think, is wild. That's obviously right around 86%, probably. I'm not a math major, even if I had a calculator in front of me. But... Um, just one of the weird betting trends you wouldn't necessarily think just because of how, you know, some of these spreads you think, oh, it's three and a half, oh, it's four, it's seven and a half. Um, a lot of times it doesn't even matter. Um, so that is our best shot at three winners on the NFL board. If you haven't checked out the college portion of it, it's going to be posted separately. But we encourage you to check that out as well. Exact same format, five games outright, three games against the spread. And uh, Jacob in spirit will have picks for the NFL as well. We'll tweet those at the 1009. Um, other than that, I think that wraps up our two pack of slate shows for weeks three and two, respectively. Yep, I got nothing else. Hopefully we hit everything. Uh, if we're against each other on some things, hopefully we don't hit, but uh, I got nothing else. And hopefully we're recording Tuesday and posting Wednesday next week. So yes, <laughs> that should be the next time you hear from us. Deuces. <laughs>